Welcome to the Insider Podcast. My name is Lindsay Servine. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur dedicated to helping people build confidence and create the life of their dreams. The mission of the Insider Podcast is to give men exclusive VIP access inside the female mind. With practical and tactical tips to improve your dating game, I want to help you be the guy so you can get and keep the girl. Each month, I'm breaking girl code a little and sharing some of our deepest female secrets because I believe educating men empowers women. Today, I've got my buddy Adam from the popular YouTube channel Be Still and Know with Adam on the show to discuss his challenges with talking to women and the common struggles men encounter when trying to approach the opposite sex. If you get nervous talking to women or struggle with even approaching women in the first place, this episode is for you. A little about Adam, he and I go way back. We've been friends for years and have had many late night conversations about dating, relationships, and the unique mindset of men and women. Adam is one of the most interesting men I know. He's a deep thinker and has a ton of random knowledge, which I love. His YouTube channel, Be Still and Know with Adam, is perfect for you guys who love to learn about science and history and fantastic theories and also how to improve yourself on a molecular level. Guys, I know it's a fine line between being flirtatious and showing interest and not being a creeper. I feel for you. I really do. The struggle is real. So I thought I'd give you the female scoop. I'm divulging some of the best secrets on how women like to be approached and what will get our attention every time. I've even got the magical phrase you can use to instantly know if any woman is interested. So get ready to go deep, deep insider. So how's it going? Hey, how's it going? How are you? Good. Welcome to the Insider Podcast. And thank you for being my very first guest ever. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. So I did give the audience a little bit of a background on you, but I believe it's always best to hear it from the source. So if you want to say just a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you're trying to build, Um, And then, you know, why you wanted to be on this show today to talk about how approaching women and why that matters to you. Yeah. um, Well, my name is Adam and I am from Colorado and currently I am a uh, public school uh, teacher teaching sixth grade social studies. Um, But I'm also interested in a lot of other things. And I also on the side, I'm a marijuana bud tender. Uh, I work at a dispensary. So there's a lot of other things that I'm interested in. And I also just started a, a YouTube channel um, last year where I start to make videos about different subjects that interest me, like health, uh, wellness, um, spirituality, um, hidden knowledge and things that you, that you don't ever learn in school and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing for the last year and a half. Yeah. So I love your YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel that Adam has is Be Still and Know with Adam. And it is so informative but on the most random things that like suck you in and like there was like ancient civilization thing on there that I got sucked into your celery juice episode I dived into dove into and I just think you guys should check it out because it does it kind of covers a lot Adam like you have just such a a wide knowledge of things (laughs) 
but I love <laughs> yeah. like I just love the videos because they're so interesting um but you know Adam and I have been friends for I was thinking about it the other day and I think we've been friends for like 15 years 14 years because uh, we met in college I'm that old yeah we're that old <laughs> Um, But we've talked, you know, at length about dating and, you know, guys and how they think and women, how they think. And I mean, we've had so many conversations about, you know, how to talk to women. And, you know, it's kind of tough for you guys. Like, I get it. It's tough in these streets for you guys, you know, and, and a lot of guys deal with like, rejection and getting nervous and figuring out how to approach women, uh, you know, because it's like a fine line, right? Between being flirtatious and showing interest to a woman and then being a creeper, right? Right. Like, that's really hard. (laughs) Like, how are you guys supposed to know? (laughs) So I do feel for you guys. I do feel for you. Um, You know, because women, we're still, a lot of us have that mindset where, well, if a guy's interested, then he'll approach me. But at the same time, if you're constantly being approached by creepers or guys who just don't have enough practice, it's like a double-edged sword on the women's side. But for guys, it's kind of like, well, how do I not be a creep but show enough interest, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is hard to kind of gauge how to act when you're around different people and Especially different women, because not all women are the same. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think of it like I'm chasing a butterfly, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, side note, I saw the funniest thing about butterflies. It was this meme, just total tangent. But it, it was like, oh, how can people like butterflies but be afraid of moths? And then it was like, okay, racist. And I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> anyway, back on task. Um, so one of the things that you've shared with me before is, you know, and I think this is something a lot of guys deal with is getting nervous and, you know, kind of that fear of rejection and not even like approaching women because you get so nervous. So I thought, you know, you would be the perfect person to bring on and kind of talk about, you know, a little bit of your experience, why you get nervous or how you get nervous and what you've done to kind of practice approaching women or is it something you still struggle with well I think I'm 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 not I'm atypical I'm not really the average guy when it comes to women um because I don't have a fear of rejection when it comes to women I have a fear of acceptance Mm. okay (laughs) I have a fear that yeah I have a fear that it's going to be so easy to land this girl and I'm going to be stuck with her and I don't really like her (laughs) I feel like that's an entire no like new show that we're gonna have to explore that at some point. So you have told me though that you get nervous. So what right. makes you nervous? Well, for instance, um, when I'm working at the dispensary, I see a lot of beautiful women coming in, and there's a lot of times when they'll flirt with me and stuff like that. Um, what makes me nervous is, um, I guess, the expectation. Really, they're expecting you to you know, act a certain way or do something a certain way. And I don't fit into any box that I think that uh, most women are expecting a guy to fit into. Yeah. And, and so they're, you know, they're expecting you to be a certain way. And you're just like, well, if I start flirting with them and I start getting their interest, you know, now they're going to want, 
there's going to be these expectations. They're going to want me to, you know, have interest in them. And I have to play the dance and I have to start with all the back and forth and the chase. And that just, all of that rolled into one is what kind of makes me nervous. Yeah. It's not, it's not the rejection, the possible rejection. Cause I don't care. I'm alone anyway. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's actually the, the thought of not being alone anymore. Mm. That is, nerve-wracking for me that's interesting because now now i'm out of my comfort zone now i'm into something that's totally new somebody that i don't know that i have to get to it's all unsure waters and so that's really what i think makes me nervous like the last girl that um offered to give me her number she goes hey why don't you take my number and i got so nervous that i like didn't even know they didn't even think to grab my phone i did the old school way i grabbed a piece of receipt tape and gave her a pen It was ridiculous. And then I'm, I'm shaking as I'm giving it to her because I'm like, oh, man, I look like an idiot. And then, and then she grabs the paper and her hands start shaking because my vibes rubbed off on her. Sure. And then and then it was so awkward that that she, when she left, I ended up texting her later, uh, maybe that day or maybe the next. I think it was later that day, that same day. Yeah. And she, I never got a text back, I think, because the vibe was just off after that. Yeah, I think that that is part of the problem. Like if if the initial interaction doesn't go great even if you exchange numbers the follow-through usually isn't there um so i want to go back to something you said because you said you're not an average guy and i want you to talk to the men out there that may be listening a little bit and explain why you're not the average guy and and just i guess because you you know i've known you for so long and i've seen your confidence just grow over the course of like our friendship and to me when when we first met you were a little bit more shy a little bit more reserved and as I've gotten to know you you've really like come out of your shell and your confidence is just amazing now but what kind of got you from you know there to here um well when you first met me I had very little experience with girls in general um that's really, I think what it was, was just inexperience with how to interact with girls in general. I'd only had like one serious girlfriend before then. Mm-hmm. And um, that wasn't, you know, it's just a, one relationship. You don't really get a, a sense of how to interact with women from that. And then, um, and then I joined a fraternity where I'm around all kinds of people and being social all the time and just not knowing how to interact. I think I was more of an observer back then. Mm-hmm than someone that was kind of joining into the parties and things like that. I was at the parties, but I wasn't really partying. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And and so, um, yeah, I was just kind of like taking life in at that point. I wasn't used to that kind of being around people and talking and stuff. I was a very uh, withdrawn and reclusive kid. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just, yeah, just living life and um, over time realizing that, Hey, you know, I don't have to try so hard. Women just like me because of my personality mm-hmm. and realizing that I don't have to be something else than, than who I am. Cause I did try all the things that you, uh, have probably heard of in the past, all the guys out there, you know, the game, Neil Strauss and, and trying to nag women and trying to, you know, play mind games and gaslighting them and trying to win over their, their hearts that way or trap them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff I've looked at, I've looked into how to talk to women stuff like that. That stuff doesn't work in the long term. Yeah. And because you're not being authentic, you're not being your true self. You're just trying to manipulate. I do have to note that I I'm willing to bet the majority of those sources were other men giving men advice. 
Am I wrong? Yeah, those sources are like <laughs> about women and how they slept with 3,000 women. And they may have slept with 3,000 women, but it, was it at a long-lasting relationship? Was that a deep relationship? No. And that's what I realized was that those sources that give you the, the, the tips or the hacks to sleep with women, yeah, you can sleep with women, but at the end of the day, are you are you fulfilled? I wasn't. Can we just say right now, mark this down in history, a living testimony of why the Insider Podcast now exists. Because men <laughs> give men terrible advice about women. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, you know, I think it, it is important to, to not to acknowledge that, you know, just like all women are different, all men are different. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of pressure out for men to, you know, be a specific body type and, you know, have six pack abs and be the strong, you know, confident leader, extroverted type, you know, the macho man, especially in Latino culture, you know, that machismo, whatever, but not all women want that a lot of women really appreciate the intellectual, the tender, gentle, romantic, loving guy, you know, maybe they, you know, just like men, like all different body types, women, like all different body types. We like all different, you know, heights and stature. And I know there's a lot of pressure about height and there's a lot of pressure about, you know, stature and physical build with guys. And honestly, women are attracted to, just the same variety as guys are. So I think to reduce that pressure a little bit for men as well, that you have to be this certain type and then personality type too. I think there's a lot more pressure on men of like what kind of characteristics they possess as, you know, a provider or successful or, you know, strong and, you know, all of these things. And that's just not true. And I think men get it in their heads that they have to be these things. Otherwise, well, women won't be attracted to them. And that's just not true. We get it in our heads, I think, because it's perpetuated mm-hmm, also by men. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guys do it to each other. You know, if you're doing, if you like, for instance, um, I remember I had a fraternity brother in college that he won over his wife by writing her poetry. Mm. But when, when he was doing that, when he was courting her, and writing poetry and all that stuff. We were, we were giving him such a hard time mm-hmm. mocking him. He didn't feel like he was a loser or a gay or whatever, mm-hmm. or, a or all that kind of stuff. Whenever you show emotion or you're tender, you get mocked by other men too. Yep. So it's women that are looking at you like that, but it's also the, the men's culture as well. So Absolutely. you're either you're either an alpha or a beta male, you know, you're not, there's only those two types within that kind of dichotomy, but, right. uh, and this- but that guy, by the way, that guy is still married to his wife like three and years And I'm happy so. to hear that. You know why? Because my little nugget of advice, men, is one, don't be telling, you know, your other dudes about the efforts you're going to to get this girl or impress this girl. Keep doing what you're doing for that woman. Because if it's working, that's the person you're going to end up with. These guys are most of the time not doing as well as they say they are with women and they are you know, mocking you or whatever, because you're capable of doing something they're not, and you're having success at it. So don't listen to your buddies, just keep 
that talk to sports and stuff. Don't try to give each other dating advice because you're bad at it. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. That's not just, uh, I think another reason why they do that, and it's part of like just the culture, is because it's not just that they're uh, not capable, because they are capable if they wanted to, but it's they're, they're unwilling to take a risk mm-hmm. and be brave, you know, and be emotional and vulnerable. Yeah, and it takes strength to be vulnerable. I will say that again. It is strong to be vulnerable. Okay, men, just write that, etch that into your brains. Um, So I want to get into, you know, talking about approaching women. But I think one of the things that we should talk about is, um, you know, getting over shyness and the nerves. And I think it's really important to talk about the difference between being shy and introverted. Because I hear this all the time where people mix up the two oh, I'm shy, I'm such an introvert. And that's not necessarily the same thing. You know, being introverted just means that you recharge alone, that you enjoy spending time alone because that's how you kind of rejuvenate yourself or, or recharge yourself. But, but you can be introverted and extremely social. That's exactly me. I'm a very social person and I'm a very outgoing, lively, like I love to, you know, talk to people, but I recharge by myself. I love, I'm introverted. All the things I like to do are pretty much solo activities. Um, But I'm not shy at all. Now, there are some people who are shy and introverted. And there are some people who are shy and extroverted. They recharge by being, you know, around people, but they're, they're shy and maybe not confident yet in how to approach people. So I think it is important to note the difference between shy and introverted because I hear that all the time just being confused. Yeah, I I agree with that because I think introverted is more like, like you said, it's about your energy Mm -hmm. and being shy is more of a a confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to shy people, because I actually did used to be kind of shy. I don't think Adam's like ever seen me shy, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I would, I would get shy in certain situations. And what I learned was that I just wasn't talking to enough people. So my advice for shy people out there is, and this is men and women, both get in the habit of talking to everyone Everyone in your daily life that you see, if you go to the coffee shop, if you go to Target, where basically takes all my money, if you go, you know, say good morning to people that you pass if, you know, on your morning walk, right? Like just get in the habit of talking to everyone, the cashier, and just make small talk. Hey, how's your day going? Oh, you guys are pretty busy in here. It doesn't have to be fucking rocket science. Just get in the habit of talking to everyone. Whether you're attracted to a woman or not, talk to her. Because if you're only talking to women that you're attracted to, the stakes are too high. You know, it just takes practice. Literally just practice and numbers. Just talk to everyone, men and women. And men need to get better at talking to more men too. So my advice to the whole universe is just to talk to everyone talk to everyone yeah i think it's um a lot of the time when you're shy it's because you're just out of practice like yeah you said, yeah uh, 
And you, you fear rejection like they're not going to like you as mm-hmm, a person. Mm-hmm. So I love this quote, and I say it all the time. I have no idea who said it, so we're just going to go with unknown. Um, but it's amateurs practice until they get it right. Professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. And I love that. You just talk like- to everybody. I do that all the time. Actually, I, I got in trouble with my ex-girlfriend because of that. Um, <laughs> well, then she had an issue. I'm just going to say. She was very insecure. Very insecure. Anytime I talked to random people, she would get, like, annoyed. Yeah, and, you know? and here's what makes it easier. Because if if my shy guys out there are, like, ooh, biting their nails or sweating at the, the thought of talking to everybody, here's my advice on that. Remove the intention. You don't have to have an outcome If you just say hello to somebody in the park and they don't even fucking acknowledge you, big deal. You still said hello. But if you say hello to somebody, you know, good morning, and they say good morning back to you, boom. That that conversation, that little interaction had no expectation behind it. It had no intention behind it. It was just I'm saying hello. It's not I'm going to say hello, and then she's going to say hello back, and I'm going to get her phone number, and then we're going to go on dates, and we're going to get married and have babies and live forever. No. I think we we have this buildup that happens when we start conversations with people or even before we get the courage to start a conversation with people. So if you remove the intention, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to talk to her so that blah, 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 or I'm going to talk to her because no, just say, I'm going to say hello, remove the intention. And it also reduces the rate of rejection. Because you don't have any expectation. When you're not asking for anything, when you're not expecting anything, you're not going to get rejected for anything, right? Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't be rejected if you weren't asking for Exactly. <laughs> so remove the intention. That's my advice. And honestly, I think everybody could just be a little bit friendlier, especially right now, right? Well, society's changed a lot since the past. People used to be friendly in the street, but yeah. now we don't. We we don't talk to each other now with the mask we don't even look at each other <laughs> i know i i still catch myself like sometimes when people walk by me kind of holding my breath i don't know if anybody else does that <laughs> what? i kind of like hold my breath i don't know it's like this involuntary like reflex that i've developed where i just kind of hold my breath when people um, walk by <laughs> well, actually now you say that i now i, I think i do yeah do that one you don't I'm even not- notice it and now that i've said that you're going to notice it. And so is everybody else because they're doing it. When people walk up to, well, because when people walk, I realize this, even with masks, even with plexiglass, when people walk up to you, somehow their aroma emanates through all that protection. And I still smell <laughs> and their aroma, their perfume, their body smell. And so I still smell them. And so I'm like, if I can still smell them, then their germs are probably still getting through. I know. So, I feel like that. You know, when people, now when people come up to me at the at the counter, I always hold my breath for a second before their their air wafts away. Yeah, <laughs> same, same, same. And you know, here's the thing. So getting back to like talking to people and what you were saying about society changing, it has. And I think that you know, like I said, everybody could benefit from being just a little bit friendlier. So you know, yes, I I literally to practice getting out of my shyness. So I live on a, a park that I walk around. And I literally said good morning or hello to every single person in the park that passed me. Did somebody, you know, yeah, there were people that gave me the sideways eye, like, why is this broad talking to me? And then, like, <laughs> a lot of people would be like, hey, or they would be shy. They would be like, is this girl talking to me? 
You know, like yeah. it's so funny to watch people's reaction. And I dare you guys to just go out and do this anywhere you go, especially if you're walking in like Target. Cause I tried, I did this in Target too, and it was not as successful. It was kind of weird. Um, but just yeah. saying hello to people. Um, people don't like to yeah. talk when they're shopping. And, and you don't <laughs> have to say anything, you know, really intelligently. You just, you know, if you're walking your dog or at a park, just hi, good, mor- well, good morning, good evening, hello. Yeah. I come from the time when when people would do that just randomly, mm-hmm. and also gender was different back then. So yeah, um, people you pass on the street, and I still see people of older generations that they'll walking down the street, they'll they'll catch your eye, and it's like they're looking at you almost like, are you going to say hi to yeah. me, or, or are you going to be another person that ignores me? Yeah. And then when you do end up looking at them and catching their eye and holding it, they'll do a little nod, and then they will initiate the good morning. Yeah, because other people remember that, and. Young people don't really get into that. And so now that I'm, you know, I'm not old, but I'm from an older generation than these younger kids that don't know about that. And so when I do that to them, they freak out. (laughs) Well, and too, like I noticed a big shift in from, you know, Adam's in Colorado right now. I used to live in Colorado, but now I live in Florida. And it was a big difference. Like people generally said hello to me more in Colorado than in Florida. In Florida, I'm like the weirdo initiating conversations with everybody. Um, <laughs> That's weird. That's supposed to be the South where they're always friendly. Yeah, I don't know. So getting back to, you know, approaching women. So now that you're kind of like saying hello, we're, we're all going to get in the habit of saying good morning, good evening, hello to, to people. Um, you know, when you're actually approaching women, there, there are some things that I think guys need to be aware of. And I'm such a practical person. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast, because I know that guys really love actual, like practical, tactical, tell me what to do kind of steps. And so something that I want to talk about that may not come across your guys's mind, but it's ever present in the minds of women is safety. So safety Mm -hmm. and logistics when you're approaching women. Now, when women, women, for us, safety is always top of mind. And men really kind of have the luxury of just existing. Um, So danger and the nearest exit are always top of mind when women are out and about. We always know when, when, and how to get out. And we always are just, we know our nearest exit and we always kind of scope out for danger. It's like this other sense that we've had to develop, but when, you know, when, yeah. So when men enter a space though, it's kind of like their assumed domain and they just walk freely. But when a woman enters a room, we survey to find the exit, find the bathroom and look for any potential people to avoid or that look unsafe. It's just, it's kind of automatic for us. It's without thinking. And the, you know, for the women that are listening who maybe not even have thought of this, it's because it's so automated in us. Like we just look, where's the bathroom? Where's the exit? Are there any creepers in here? Right. But men don't have to think about that at all. They simply walk into a room and exist. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is because you need to be aware of the space that you take up and whether or not you could be threatening, whether you intend to or not. And I know most guys are going to be like, well, I'm not going into any place being threatening. But 
<laughs> whether you are or not, just the sheer size of you could be threatening to a woman. So just keep that in the back of your mind. As, and I'm not trying to add a layer of complication and, and things that you have to be worried about when you approach women, but just be aware. Um, and some of the places that I would really discourage you from <laughs> approaching women, <laughs> especially when they're alone, write this down, please, are stairwells. And I know that's kind of weird, but it has happened to me and it scared the fuck out of me. Um, <laughs> parking garages typically not a, an ideal place to approach a woman, especially if she is alone walking to her car. She is instantly going to get her keys ready to stab you. I promise you. Um, the bathroom. And I know that this seems like obvious, but I have had men approach me in the ladies' bathroom. And there are a lot of like unisex bathrooms, especially in New York City. And I go to New York a lot. Uh, you know, the unisex bathroom, you know, men approach women in the bathroom can you not please just don't um <laughs> and then there's one more space and this one comes with a little bit of a caveat i would discourage you men from approaching women in an elevator now there are times where you could potentially have a nice conversation with a woman in an elevator but when she's alone the stakes are a little high so if you're in an elevator alone with a woman, keep to yourself unless you notice her initiating some kind of contact, you know, or, or eye contact or, you know, glancing your way or she's expressing just a smidge of interest, then it's kind of okay in an elevator. But just know, like, that's a very dangerous situation for a woman just being in an elevator. So do not approach a woman in an elevator if you walk in together you can say good morning but keep to yourself unless she initiates contact honestly I think that's the safest bet um so just kind of being aware of safety and just you know kind of the logistics just as men who love women and want to keep women safe and be our heroes because we love heroes um just keep that in mind that safety is always something that we're thinking about yeah, and that is something I, I kind of kept. I mean, I don't, I don't say that I support all those men's advice books and stuff like that. But there are a couple of books that talk about body language, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the right body language to have when approaching a woman, and it is not direct. You know, yeah, you don't want you want to scare them away because then you look like you're about to attack yeah. them. <laughs> yeah so so some things that i would say like and you can and tell me like if you've done these or what your experience is but um some of the things that i think are practical for men when you approach when you want to approach women is whenever you enter a space like a room a bar a party wherever a coffee shop wherever do a loop don't just, you know, go to your group of friends or directly to the counter to get your coffee or whatever. Kind of evaluate the space. And this not only is going to help you um, get noticed, but you're also going to be able to notice other women in the room. I always hear from people, oh, I can't meet anybody anywhere. And it's like there are literally seven, pe seven billion people on the planet. What do you mean you can't meet people anywhere? Um, so when you enter a space, I always tell my girlfriends this, do a loop, let's do a loop and just kind of get a read on the room. 
Um, you know, and don't just rush to your friends or the task or the errand that you came for. And I do this all the time, especially in Target. <laughs> Target just takes my money. This this well, yeah, podcast is Target. not sponsored by Target, but I would like them to be. <laughs> anyway but uh, um that's a good idea actually i think i might start doing that yeah because i think we get so you know routine that we just you know we go to our coffee shop we grab our cup we walk out we do the same routine every morning or whatever and we don't even notice the five women that were in the coffee shop well, not just that, but, you know, people are so, like like we said before, they're so into their own world. Mm. They don't want to say hi to anybody. They don't want to look around. Right. They just want to do their task and get it done right. like robots. And that kind of, when you walk in focused on something, uh, look in, in the mirror or something and see what your face is doing. It's very serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when you walk into a room, you're supposed to always smile to show that confidence. Yeah. Or like Tyra Banks would say, smize. I mean, you don't have to walk into a place with a big cheeseburger smile, but, you know, at least look friendly, right? I have an, yeah. I have an angry face, like a resting bitch face. So, like, <laughs> I do purposely walk in, but I also have a giant cheeseburger smile that can scare people a little bit. So, I kind of have to do, like, this half-smizing, like, closed-mouth smile just so that I don't look like a lunatic walking into places. But I do full cheeseburger smile when I'm in Target because I just love that place so much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And here's the thing I would say too, like if you're going to a bar, um, you know, not only taking time to notice who's there and and doing a a loop, but don't just post up because I see guys do this all the time. They just post up usually against a wall with their hand yeah. in their pocket or, you know, one hand, yeah, one hand in their pocket, one hand on their beer and they just post up and, and they, you're right. Like they kind of have resting bitch face. Like they don't look friendly or approachable. So, you know, well, not just that, but they look like furniture. You don't even notice. Yeah. Them. You don't notice them at all. So my advice is like do a loop, kind of keep it moving because women are going to notice you. And especially if you're posted up on the wall with like an angry face, instantly you become a danger to me. Like in, in my subconscious female mind, um, you know, and, and side tangent on places to not approach women. Cause I just thought about this was the gym. And I know that like a lot of people have different opinions on this, but I have the same opinion as you, I think, but I don't think men should approach women at the gym unless a woman asks them for help. But my advice to women is, can you just please leave guys alone at the gym? Cause they're just trying to work out. <laughs> like, can we just leave people alone at the gym? Um, well, that's what I feel about everybody. You know, I, yeah. I don't want to talk to a woman at the gym because she didn't get, you know, maybe she's dressed in tight clothes. Cause you know, she, it's easier for her to work out, but I know that she didn't get dressed just for me like that. So. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not really polite, I think, to, because they're just trying to, you know, do something good for them. Yeah. And it's not for you. And some women I could tell, I mean, there are some that go there and they're like showing off, yeah. doing all these reps and just really putting their butt in your face and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But there's not a lot like that. Most of them are just there to work out and they look all sweaty and gross just like you. So don't go and talk to them because they don't feel good about themselves at that I point. agree. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We're going to start like a public service announcement for this. Um, so, 
you know, guys, when you're in, in this space, I kind of talked about this already, but you guys really need to be aware of your size, whether you're a small guy, a tall guy, a thin guy, you are always going to appear bigger to women because you are a man. Your energy makes you bigger than me. Even a small, tiny little guy, I know that he could probably take me out. No, no, there's some scary small guys. Yeah. So just, you know, be aware of your size and then be aware of the space that you're taking up and the distance between you and women. And I would always say, (laughs) kind of like what you said in some of the advice that you've read is, Avoid approaching women, um, I think you said directly on, but I would add to that, avoid approaching women from behind. This is creepy as fuck, okay? (laughs) Like, please. And then, okay, especially in the club for my guys who like to go out dancing, do not rub up against a woman, ever. Ever, never, ever, never come up from behind her and start rubbing up against her. You will always get shut down, always, unless the woman has low self-esteem and then she needs to work with me. But <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would avoid, you know, approaching dead on or like completely straight on because that's like a little in- too intense depending on the atmosphere. Like if I see a guy just making a beeline for me straight across the room, I'm like, this dude's going to attack me. It's going to your fight or flight. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I would say approach at an angle. Yeah, that's what that's what they said in the books. Yeah. You know? They said always go like kind of, where you're facing, uh, not, not directly to their face, but not like sideways, but kind of in the 45 degree yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. And I think that's just a general rule as far as like approaching people in general, like at networking events, in meetings, any kind of group that you are walking up to, approach yeah. at an angle. I think that's just good advice. Um, well, not just approaching, but talking to someone directly face to face. Yeah, that's intense. That looks, yeah, people have to look... Like, they're not completely going to be, like, in your bubble. Well, so you have to kind of look away, glance away a little bit, look back, glance away. And that's how you keep people from being, a, like, um, in, intimidated by yeah, you. Yeah, and also, you'll notice this, men, when if you are in a habit of approaching women straight on, you will notice that a woman will change her posture and angle herself. She will mm-hmm. instinctively She'll- do that because she's looking for an exit. Mm-hmm. Um, so angle away from you. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously you got to pay attention to, you know, the cues and read body language and read the situation. You know, there's kind of four main situations where you would see a girl in public. Um, obviously you guys are all familiar with and deathly afraid of the herd. Um, girls, you know, in a closed group of <laughs> friends, the herd. Five or six <laughs> Don't, they're basically your cock block of the night. Yeah, never, ever. Just don't even waste your time at all. Don't waste your time going up to the circle, the herd. Wait for the circle to open up. And this is why it's important for you not to be posted up against the wall. You're going to miss this. So if you're moving around, you're going to notice when that circle opens up. Maybe she goes to walk to the bathroom. You better catch her before she goes to the bathroom because what do we not do? We do not approach in the bathroom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, wait for the circle to open up or, or, you know, kind of one of them will angle their way. Um, when the circle opens up, that means in girl speak, 
we are ready. Like we have our game plan for the night. We've talked about what we need to talk about. We've caught up. Now we're ready. We're ready to troll. Okay. Ready to mingle. Yeah. So wait for the circle to open up. Um, you know, and like I said, she might walk away. Now, sometimes women are alone and they're super busy or focused. Now, as a woman, I know this. 50% of the time when we are busy or look like we're reading something, we're secretly hoping for our man of our dreams to come up and ask us about the book that we are reading or the magazine that we're looking at. Really? Yes. Yeah. Is that why you guys hold the books up so high in the air? (laughs) Well, I mean, you have to really pay attention to body language. But for me, if I was, because I do this a lot, if I'm in a coffee shop reading a book, one, I make sure that the title is noticeable. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Are you one of those people that holds it, like, with your one hand and the the book's, like, completely open and you're, like, showing it off to the world? Yep. And then (laughs) I have in my other hand usually my drink. Now, women will do this. If she's trying to open and survey, she will drink her drink, kind of look around, and then get back to her book, and then she will look around again. If a woman does this, she's approachable. Now, if a woman is resting her head, or not her head, but um, her hand on the table, and she's just in her book with her head down, that means leave her the fuck alone. And that's a girl that's studying. Or yes, really in but if she's sitting upright and the book is facing, you know, kind of open to the room and she's open to the room, she's approachable. Now, obviously, this isn't 100% of women 100% of the time. I'm just telling you a little secret that the way women read in public can signal whether or not she's actually there to read or she's there to read and troll. What about Kindles? Sorry? <laughs> what about using Kindles? Uh, same thing, same thing. If she's looking upright and she's kind of looking around, as long as her body is open to the room, she is somewhat approachable. Now, that's not 100% of the time, 100% of women, but pay attention to those cues. That's what I would say. Um, now, this is a little tricky, but this is for the more practiced men, you know, after you've practiced talking to every single person on the planet, you can still go up and approach that woman. Even if she looks a little bit closed off, you got to kind of just test it sometimes, right? So just go up to her and be like, oh, you are so engulfed in that book. I got to know what you're reading. And then she'll either give you the fuck off face, which <laughs> is clear in every language. Well, that something about that fuck off face. Um, a lot of guys call and say to ignore that face because they're just testing you to see if you want it badly enough. No. No. <laughs> no. If I give you the fuck off face, that means fuck off. Now, if I look slightly annoyed, but I answer your question or kind of engage in conversation with you, that's me being slightly annoyed and kind of testing you a little bit to see where is this going? Right? Because we mm. initially were like, okay, who the fuck is this creeper? That's our initial response. That's just a gut instinct for us. You're a creeper. What do you want? But if we <laughs> look up and we don't give you the bitch face and we kind of see, okay, he's somewhat cute. He's not a creeper. He's not going to like steal my handbag. These are all thoughts just calculating in our brain. Be like, oh, well, I'm reading, you know, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, which every person on the planet should read, by the way. Um, You know, it's really good, blah, blah, blah. 
if she just tells you the title of the book and then gives you the fuck off face, that's her just being polite because society conditions us to be nice to everybody as women. Um, so just be looking out for cues. I think that's just kind of the general theme is that men need to get better at looking at cues and paying attention to them. Um, but yeah, that is a little bit tricky. You do have to test the water. Um, so then there's the other woman who is in the room, you know, maybe she's at the bar with you guys and she's not in a circle of friends, but she is just looking around the room. This girl is on the hunt. Okay. I'm telling you, this girl came out and she is ready to troll. So if she's looking around the room, maybe she's doing a loop. She's serving. Yes, there's a chance she could be looking for her friends or waiting for her friends or a date potentially. But she's out. She's out looking to meet people. So those are your your best women. Those are the ones. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, talk to her. Whether you're interested or not, you're going to make her night. And that makes you a nice guy and it gives you practice on talking to women. Whether you're interested in her or not, talk to the woman who is surveying the room. Just do it. Do yourself a favor. Just talk to her because you're going to make her night. Because I'll tell you what, I've been out surveying before, trolling, and I get really sad when nobody talks to me, you know? But if even just like the dad at the bar talks to me, that makes my day. Because I had a human interaction, which is what I was craving. Um, so, yeah, those are your perfect women. Now, here is the piece de resistance. The woman you better freaking talk to and you better get really good at paying attention to. If a woman looks at you and she looks down and then she looks back at you and you lock eyes for a split second even just a split second, you better get your ass over there and talk to her because this is the green light. These are the green light eyes. And I will tell you, they are too subtle. Women are just too subtle with the green light eyes. And I'm telling you, I coach women all the time. Can you please be more obvious with your green light face so that men can actually come and talk to you? Because what women right. do is we'll look over at you, kind of catch your eye, and then we'll look down, and we get scared. Because girls get nervous, too. They're like, oh, fuck, he saw me. He saw me. I hope he comes over. I'm not going to look at him again, but I hope he comes over because I looked at him one time. And <laughs> that's literally what goes on in girls' minds. Well, <laughs> that's, like, that's like a continuation, I think, from like elementary school. It's like not you know? enough. Like It's not enough for the guy to catch on. But for the woman, she's like shitting herself because she's like, oh, my God, we locked eyes. He's going to come over here and she'll continue to look down. And then yeah. she gets upset. Oh, well, he just must not be interested. And it's like, no, girl, you didn't give him enough of a green light face to work with. Okay. You guys are pretty oblivious. I think you need to hold contact for eye contact for a little bit longer. Yeah, than... you do. So I coach women on can you just hold the green light face just a smidge longer so he can catch on with his man brain? <laughs> I just read about this actually um yesterday or two days ago um they discovered through computer programs the exact faces that that women use to get a man's attention it's actually an algorithm they have cracked of course it is <laughs> of course it is and it's the shy face and you see it in disney cartoons sometimes it's the bashful where you the woman will kind of look down a little mm -hmm. bit or she'll over her head 
her chin will go sideways. She'll look down a little bit, and then she'll, while her face is still angled down, mm-hmm. she'll, she'll look up, make her eyes look back up at you. And I, and then she'll look at you, and then she'll kind of smile, and then she'll look back. Yep. Down. And that's that's the green light you're talking yep, about. Yep, that's the green light face. But women need to hold it longer because you know guys take a little bit of time to process information. You know, we know this. And but isn't it strange how how that's just a universal thing? Even Disney cartoons mimic oh, yeah. it, like when. The, I remember when um, in Bambi, when the, the two skunks got together, yep. the girl skunk gave the guy skunk the eyes and batted her eyes, looked down, and that's how he got all excited yep. about her. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, men, okay, men, listen here. If a woman looks at you and she raises one eyebrow, that is a, a pretty good indicator that she's not only trolling, she's looking, no. she's looking to get down the night. So, yeah, she wants. Ugly, yeah girl. so for my guys who maybe just want a casual relationship there's nothing wrong with that trust there are women out there who want to hook up okay that is the green light eyebrow okay every woman is in possession of this magical power and we do use it intentionally so if a girl looks at you across the room and she raises her eyebrow you better get over there okay yeah, you better smell what, what she's cooking. That's right, because she is throwing pheromones at you from across the room. This little lioness is ready to pounce, okay? So... <laughs> you know who I get that eyebrow from all the time? Oh. You know who... Women that tend to do this more often is older women. Oh, yeah. Because they don't fuck around. No, we know what we want. I say we as an older woman. I. <laughs> but, you know we as a collective women, we, we know what we're working with. We just have to get better at using the tools so that men pick up on them. Cause we have the tools. We know what we're doing. We just need mm-hmm. to give men a little bit more grace, a little bit more time to pick up on the cues, you know? Um, I'm pretty good at picking it up. It's just that everyone that's laying them down is not who I'm looking for. And that's another thing. Is but that, you should talk uh, to them because it's practice. Oh, I still talk okay, to them, good. but, but <laughs> they, they try to make advancements or anything. I kind of show that I'm not interested. I try to shut them down a little bit, you know, gently. But I get I get that a lot from older women in their 40s and and late 40s, early early 50s. I think they, you know, because just because I'm um, a young guy, they're you know, I don't know if they're cougars or whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> kinda... <laughs> so okay, so now we kind of have you know how to approach a woman. But I really want to talk about, because this is an area that we need to help each other out in, is what do you say to a woman? So I want to get into what to say to a woman once you actually do approach them. And I actually have a magical phrase for this. Hey guys, let's hit pause for just a sec. Are you getting all of this? Is any of this hitting a nerve? Are you totally thinking, yeah, this definitely makes sense? Or are you more like, "Mm, I don't get it. What is this chick talking about? You know, even the greatest athletes of all time, like Michael Jordan, had a coach. I want you to think of me as your personal trainer for your dating life. Together, we'll come up with a game plan to get you that win. So if you feel like you need more, or you want to go a little deeper with me one-on-one, head over to truthitude.com slash coachlindsay to chat with me. 
or leave me a question and I'll answer it on another episode. All right, let's jump back in. So, I have the magical opener, the perfect phrase to determine whether a woman is interested or not right away. Okay, so everybody in the universe, pay attention then. The magical phrase to open any conversation with a woman is, drum roll, hey, how's it going? That's what I say all the time. That's why I always get all this interest. <laughs> yes. So here's why this phrase is beautiful and magical and works every time. It's kind of a temperature valve because it's casual. It's non-committal. You can literally walk up to somebody and say, hey, how's it going? And if they respond to you, wonderful. If they don't respond to you, you've lost nothing. You actually know now, okay, this person is not interested. Keep it moving. But if they do say, you know, something in response, oh, it's going good. How about you? That means they're open to a conversation. Or if they just look at you and be like, it's good, and then go back to what they're doing, again, you just learned that they weren't interested. So, and this is beautiful because it works with men and women. You can literally just say, hey, how's it going? And that's either an invitation for a conversation or it's not. I walk by people in the park all the time. Hey, how's it going? I'm not asking, you know, I'm not asking them to join a conversation. I'm just saying hi, really. That's but actually, Yeah, that's actually my catchphrase um, when I work at the dispensary. When people walk up to the counter and go, hey, how's it going? Right. Yeah. And every time I get, you know, different responses, that's how I know how to react to them. If I get exactly. a crap, exactly. response, and I know that I have to be kind of on eggshells with this old asshole. But exactly. <laughs> I get a, a nice response and I can start a conversation and we might actually end up learning something from each other. Yes. And, and what I love about this too is exactly it. You just said it perfectly. It, it gives you the knowledge of how are you going to interact with this person? So when you say, Hey, how's it going? You're actually putting it back on them. So guys, when you say to a woman, you go up to her, it's super non-threatening by the way, it's non-threatening at all. You walk up to a woman, say you're at a bar, woman's at a bar, talking or just waiting for her drink you walk up to a woman and you say hey how's it going she can respond in a couple of different ways she'd be like oh it's good how about you and you guys can spark a little bit of a conversation or she can look at you with the fuck off face and clear as day you will know right or she can just be like oh it's good have a good night which is what most women will probably do if they don't want to talk to you you know so you you kind of know and it puts it back on them to engage with you further it kind of puts the ball in their court and it's super low investment. And like I said, guys, it's non-threatening. It's non-threatening, um, which is the biggest thing. And, you know, if they do respond and you're like, Oh fuck, what do I say after she does respond? Yeah, that's me. Now that's me. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. Because when, when someone starts talking to me and they say, Oh, I'm good. How are you? Then I'm like, well, now do I tell her how I really am? Do I just be friendly? Do I, if I'd like her, how do I show interest? How do I make it non how do I transition from a friendly, um, you know, platonic conversation into more of a flirtatious one? Well, first I would say there's kind of levels. So there's, there's steps. So you say, Hey, how's it going? She's like, Oh, good. How's it going with you? You, you know, obviously say, Oh, it's going good with me. The next thing that you're going to say is 
say the obvious. Whatever it is you're doing, wherever you are, say the obvious thing. So let's say you're in a, a and there's a girl in line and she's beautiful. You can walk up and be like, hey, how's it going? She's like, oh, going good. How are you? And then you say, I'm fine, whatever. Then you say, oh, man, what's good here? Or what's your go-to sandwich, right? You're saying the obvious. Mm. Or, or you're in a restaurant. What is that you ordered? Because it looks delicious. I got to get that. Or this is a beautiful one for all my coffee shoppers. What's the Wi-Fi password? Ah, that's a great one. Isn't that a great one? Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm a genius. Or <laughs> if you're at a bar, oh, you know, what brings you out? Are you celebrating anything? Or what brings you here? What brings you out? I never thought to ask that. Yeah, say yeah. the obvious. Because one thing that it does, again, it puts the onus on that person. It puts the onus back on the woman to continue the conversation. And it kind of gives her the power. Um, because men, when you approach us, you already take up all the space in the room. You already take up all the power in the room. It's a, it's a man's world. We know this. And that's okay. I'm not going one position or the other on it. I'm just saying this is what it is. Right. So when you put the onus on the woman to control the conversation, you're automatically making her more comfortable. And two, she gets to decide whether she wants to continue this conversation with you. And she will give you clear information on whether or not you need to fuck off. So yeah, well, at that point that, that she'll either be, you know, courteous and just give you a short answer or she'll continue with actual conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, wherever you are, simply state the obvious. So if you're in a grocery store, because I hear this all the time, oh, you know, they say meet people in a grocery store. How do you meet people in the grocery store? Literally, you're standing next to a chick in the lemons section or the citrus and you say, hey, how's it going? She's like, oh, hey, yeah. good. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Don't say nice melons. <laughs> right. Please don't say nice melons. Don't remark about the fruit at all. <laughs> you can simply say, hey, do you know what, I don't know, I'm making lemon chicken tonight. Do you know what wine would go with that? Or, oh, I see they, they have lemons. How many lemons do you think go in lemonade? Right? Like, say the obvious. Or you know, I've never been to this grocery store before. Do you know where the coffee is? Right? Like, say the obvious. It's, it's easier when you're in a place that you go to with intention, right? So if you go to a coffee shop, you're going with the intention of getting coffee, right? But she doesn't know that you've never been there before. Right? And if Or she, maybe you have been there and you're just lying. And if she <laughs> does know that you have been there before... That means that she has noticed you. Ooh, so there's an opener already. Yeah. But if you just pretend like you haven't been there before and be like, oh, what's good here? Should I should I try the mocha? Should I try the mocha? Say the obvious. Or or oh, their blueberry muffins are to die for. Right? Like say the obvious. I really like the Wi-Fi password one because that's kind of super relevant kind of anywhere you go. What's a Wi-Fi password? Um, but yeah, so you yeah. want to put it back on them and you seem interested and you're not creepy. And here's the thing. People like to talk about themselves. They really do. Like, 
So put the onus back on them. And, and these are just good ways to get the conversation going. And I'll tell you what, if the conversation goes stale, end it. Just be like, oh, well, have a good rest of your day. It's really easy to end a conversation. Well, I'll let you get back to your day. It was nice chatting with you. Yeah, I do that all the time. And, and if, you know, just say that you have to go or, you know, I've, I really got to get back to my friends, but it was really nice chatting with you. Um, and maybe they say, well, fuck, like in their, his, in their mind, they're like, oh, he didn't ask me for my phone number. So you can say something like, well, I've really got to get back to my friends or I've got to go. I've got to rush to work, but I would love to connect with you. Then you can tell right away either her body language is like, but by then you've had a little bit of a chit chat conversation. So you should kind of know your comfort level as far as like whether or not she would want to exchange contact information, exchange numbers, and then you kind of leave them wanting more. You know, guys talk about women all the time as far as, you know, we're so mysterious and we have all this intrigue, but you guys can create that for yourselves too. It works on women too. Yeah. I mean, if you don't act too desperate, if you act like you really do have other things to do, because you should, I mean, you should yeah. have a life where you have things going for you. And that's what makes you attractive to women too, is when you have things going for you. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if she sees you in the coffee shop and you lie that you've never been there before, cause you're trying to pick her up, it's fine. But if she does be like, mm, actually I've seen you before, <laughs> right? Like she'll call you out. A lot of women will. It's kind of funny. Um, be like, oh, so you've noticed me. What are you stalking me? You know, you can kind of joke and build a little bit of rapport. Um, that's, that, that's that brother relation. So that's another thing that I've heard from um, guy pickup books is you want to flirt with a girl like like you're her older brother almost so that she feels comfortable with you. And older brothers, what do they do with their little sisters? They tease them. They in fun ways, not in mean ways. They, yeah. they joke around, with them, but they also make them feel like they're going to be protected and taken care of. And so giving that kind of flirtatious, um, joking attitude, but also feeling, making them feel like you're going to be still respectful with them at the same time. Yeah. And I think one way, you know, to do that while you're talking to them, and I like that idea of the big brother um, to an extent, um, but just remember, like, be aware of your body. So I know I talked about this when you're approaching a woman or when you're approaching a woman, but when you're actually talking to a woman, you still really need to be aware of your body, your body language, pay attention to your body language and her body language. And also keep in mind like the space and the distance. And just remember you are bigger, whether you're actually physically bigger or not does not actually matter. Your energy, your masculine energy is bigger than her. Um, well, I think that I need to start learning because I have a little bit of uh, timid attitude with tall women. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think it's because in my, you know, growing up, I was first of all, I wasn't exposed to tall women because they were from Latino families. We're all short. Mm -hmm. But second, um, growing up, I just felt like when a woman is taller than you, it makes you less masculine. And so that kind of approaching a tall woman automatically makes the short guy feel like, oh, shoot, now I've got to prove my masculinity. And it makes you uncomfortable because you don't, now you're out of your comfort zone. And so I think I need to learn more yeah. on how to feel comfortable around any woman, even doesn't matter how big she is compared to me. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I would say that there are a lot of tall women out there that are like, man, I really wish more men would talk to me because a lot of women, just like men have 
you know, issues with not being tall enough. A lot of women have, you know, tall women have issues with being too tall because we've created this really arbitrary standard that men should be taller than the women they date. And that is just not true and not successful and not helpful for anybody out there. You know, there's a ton of women that are like, man, I really wish he would talk to me, but he's probably not talking to me because I'm so tall. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's true. And then you and have, then- you know, men that are not tall saying, oh, I can't talk to that woman because she's too tall. So you have two people who want people to talk to them, not talking to each other. And we well, see that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, actually, I was at Sprouts and there was a really gorgeous tall and she was gorgeous even with a mask on. So that's how, you know, this girl's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, and so and not just her body, but like you could tell behind the mask, her face was probably really pretty. And so I was like looking at her and I was like, but she's like a foot taller than me. And I just kept looking and then I look away and I'd be like, you know, just debating with myself. I know, should I talk to her? Should I make a a conversation? And I ended up not talking to her at all because I was so in my own thoughts of should I, should I not, that I completely let go of my confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would just say to the men out there who, you know, have one insecurity or another about their height or their size, maybe they're a little skinny I know that's a big thing for some guys is just, you know, yeah. you feel like you're not, you don't have the biggest one and that's all relative too, because a lot of guys, they think they have a small one because they don't look at a lot of penises. Though. Right. Start looking you at know? them. Um, and so, you know, they're all, they're all different shapes and sizes. They don't have to be the same. Yeah. So don't be about that either. And just, <laughs> you know, as far as like your energy goes and, and being self-conscious about your stature, just know that your masculine energy is always going to feel bigger to women you're always going to feel bigger to us. Um, So just be confident in that and own your masculinity. Um, You know, not, you know, don't be a, (laughs) a knuckle dragger, you know, Neanderthal, like caveman, but, you know, own your masculine energy and know that it is bigger, but at the same time, be aware of that. So, you know, when you're talking to a woman, don't get too close. You need to back the truck up and don't lean into her too soon. Kind of let her, you know, guide you on that. That's why it's so important to pay attention to her body language. Cause if she opens up to you a little bit more, you might be able to catch that lean in, but don't do it too soon. Don't just take up her space because that instantly puts our spidey senses on alert and we're not safe. Um, yeah. You know, really it really is a dance. That's why I, yeah. I, I talk about chasing the butterfly because what do butterflies do? They look at something bright and shiny and then they want to land on it because it, you know, it's beautiful to them or it looks like a flower. So they want to land on it. But if you try to grab a butterfly or try to um, like touch it or get any closer to it, they're going to fly away. Exactly. Because that danger, that fight or flight. And that's what women feel a lot yep. of the time. So I would say for men who struggle with knowing their space or maybe get a little nervous or fidgety, you know, it helps to relax, but sometimes it's hard to relax when you're talking to a woman and, and you're a little intimidated and a little nervous. So it really helps. I'm I'm all about the practical tips to lean on something. If you lean on a wall, you know, put your hand against the wall and you're just kind of leaning or you lean against the bar or the table that automatically yeah. makes you look more relaxed. You may be just fire nervous inside, but you look more relaxed and you're also backing up a little bit from her and giving her a little bit of space that she needs. 
and and you give her that space so now she can lean into you exactly. if you really exactly like, yeah really and you know? then you know i love breaking the touch barrier you know me adam i'm a hugger i touch people but not everybody is so yeah uh, my advice to you guys is you know, breaking the touch barrier is so powerful and it's such a great way to establish connection, especially when you're flirting. But with guys, I know it's hard for you to know when it's appropriate, how to touch a woman, you know, when that you first meet. So I would say this, let her touch you first. She will put her hand on your shoulder, on your arm, on your hand, on, you know, She will touch you first. She'll probably like fidget with your clothing or she'll, you know, touch your hair a little bit. Let her touch you first. Yeah. And that kind of breaks the touching barrier. And that is her saying, it's okay to touch me. I mean, don't get all over up in her business, but it's okay to touch me in a light, friendly, flirtatious way. Um, yeah. So just pay attention to her cues. And, you know, as far as breaking the touch barrier, let her touch you first. And and that's how you know you're in. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a good rule of thumb. Is always wait for her to do it first. Yeah. Because the girl, the girls really are the ones who know how to touch a guy in a non-threatening way. Yeah, and a lot of guys will, you know, I've had this done to me a five thousand million times. You know, they'll touch the small of my back before we even have a conversation, and I'm like, excuse me, like who's touching me? Or they'll touch my arm, or they'll grab my shoulder, or they'll touch my hand, and I'm like, eee, back up. Even if I was sort of attracted to you, the fact that you just kind of invaded my space made me not attracted to you, because you just were presumptuous. And a lot of women will feel that way, too. Not all, but a, a lot of women will feel that way. So just let her break the touch barrier. That's her giving you the green light. Um, and then I think, obviously, you could, when talking to a woman, like, remember the basics, the basics of any human interaction, eye contact, not a body shot, not looking at her boobs. Cause you guys are so bad at this. <laughs> you know, I try so hard. I, I, I really I know do. that they're fun. I know that they're beautiful. We are blessed with these amazing, beautiful eye catching, visually appealing, plump, tender, loving breasts, but that's not where your eyes should be. Look at her eyes. Now, I know that some guys really struggle with eye contact when they get nervous um, or their eyes will kind of wander. So here's my practical tip for this. When you get nervous and you're like a little bit intimidated by looking in her eyes directly, look in between her eyebrows or the bridge of her nose. Good tip. Because it looks like you're looking in her eyes, but you're not. And that'll give you a few seconds to kind of regroup and not be so nervous. You know, when I look in people's eyes, I immediately start downloading information from them. Mm-hmm. And it, it really just throws me off. Yeah. I immediately start to see their soul. Yeah. And because and, I'm a really good reading it, a reader about that kind of stuff. And so and also I have such an intense glare because I have that ability that when I look in people's eyes, they immediately get nervous and self-conscious and they start to get you know, just agitated, like they don't want to talk anymore. And that's men and women just, and it could be regular conversation. Mm-hmm. So looking directly in somebody's eyes can be very intimidating because they know some people out there, they can feel it, are looking and reading them. Yeah. Their personality. Yeah, and absolutely. 
And maybe they don't have the greatest personality. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, like, and this is actually something that I learned from a friend of mine who has a severe lazy eye. And <laughs> this was a tip that he he was like, Lindsay, I'm over here. And he would do this all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, can you please tell me, like, how... <laughs> To do because he's such a loving person that he will call you out if you're looking at his wrong eye because um, it's so bad. But he loves <laughs> to mess with people, so he's like, Lindsay, you're gonna meet more people with lazy eyes. Here's a trick. So he actually told me this. He's like, look in between my eyebrows, and you'll never have to guess which eye is my right eye. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I've had a couple customers the same thing with lazy eyes and. Uh, I, I kind of do that too, but not at their eyebrows. I look at their uh, their nose. Yeah, you can look at their nose or look like kind of at the bridge of the nose. I found to be a little bit better. And then like just in between the eyebrows. So, you know, if you're... And don't focus. Yeah, don't like, focus because your you're going to go cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the other thing I would say, just a reminder, like as basics is posture. People forget their posture so much. And, you know, along with body language, like posture can really one make you feel confident look confident or it can make you look unconfident so you want to stand up straight or casual that casual lean that I talked about kind of relaxing and like casually leaning on a wall or or a bench or or the bar but never slouch and this is a big one the next one do not sway I know when guys are nervous when they are talking to me when they sway back and forth. And this happens a lot. I don't even know if some men are aware that they're doing it, but they kind of like shift back and forth on their feet or they sway. And that is a tall tale sign that a guy is not confident or that he's nervous talking to me. And well, I've noticed that too in myself. I've had to consciously stop that kind of fidgeting mm -hmm. movement. And you're either talking to somebody or just in your everyday life because uh, recently I had a really um, uh, a really confident day where I felt really good about myself and um, I was wearing my regular t-shirt or whatever at the dispensary working there and uh, a girl from high school that I had seen she had been in there a couple times but um, she had a crush on me in high school and when she saw me the first time she didn't really talk to me because she was like in her you know Mugre clothes and just not feeling good about herself and she wasn't dressed up or anything so she didn't talk to me when she saw me but then the second time she saw me um she was dressed up the way she i think probably because she knew i'd work mm -hmm. there but <laughs> but she was dressed up um in her regular you know makeup and stuff and i just i was having a confident day and i just happened to notice that myself my body posture before even before she got there but just the whole day i was standing straighter i felt good about myself that day and um, the, when I saw her, she came in. The first thing she said was, wow, Adam, you look great. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I look the same as I did last time she saw me. Mm -hmm. But it was my posture. It was my attitude. It was my body language. It was my energy that was completely different. Yeah, and probably she felt more confident too to initiate a conversation with you when she was kind of feeling frumpy like she probably was like oh I'm not going to talk to him I hope he doesn't actually notice me because I don't look my best but she came in purposely so next time you see her Adam you better talk to her um, um you know because she has five kids oh, okay well <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about is I'm not really nervous about 
Um, but having a conversation with her is not going to hurt. Now you're putting intention on that already. So, you know, because well, I know that I know her intentions, which is you don't, not good. you don't know her intentions. Yeah, I do. No, she's, you she's, don't. Look, she's looking at me that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So we already talked about no fidgeting, you know, no swaying. Um, guys have a really um, interesting unawareness of their hands and I love this so much I talk about guys hands all the time because you guys just I feel like you don't realize that you have hands sometimes um or if you do you like do weird things with them especially like in pictures you guys are always throwing up peace sign the thumbs up (laughs) the weird the weird pointing finger that's pointing to nowhere um (laughs) I do that too. (laughs) In my last episode on the podcast, I talked about, you know, taking pictures with no hand gestures and just like take a picture from the waist up, like eliminate your hands out of the picture entirely so that you don't have to do the peace sign, the thumbs up or the random pointing to nowhere finger. Um, But this one is, you know, guys, you know, if you don't know what to do with your hands when you're talking to a woman, Always, you know, put a hand on, you know, in your pocket and then the other hand holding a drink or put it on the wall. If you're doing the casual lean like I talk about or the table, like that's why the lean works because it busies up one one of your hands. <laughs> you look and feel more relaxed. I, th- I think that's why a lot of guys like to carry a drink in one hand. Yes. Too. Yes. And that's perfect to do that. Um, and then the biggest one is smile. And we kind of already talked about that a little bit. But, you know, I have resting bitch face. Some guys have really angry looking features and they could be the sweetest guys. But don't forget to smile. And also before, guys, just a little side note, please do a breath check. Please, (laughs) please do a breath check because guys are really breathy talkers. I don't know if men notice this. Well, they probably don't. But I wonder if they notice it when they're talking to each other. Men expel a lot of air when they talk. Women do not, I don't think, give out as much breath when they talk. But men have very breathy talking abilities. And you just... Also, just the more masculine guys in general. Yeah. Talk from their throat chakra. So please, please check your breath. And something that I heard in a movie, <laughs> I think it was called The Wood. If you've never seen that movie, that is one of the greatest movies. Um, he, the guy's giving his friend advice. They're like in middle school and they're on their way to a dance and they're talking about, you know, what kind of breath freshener to get. And the guy goes to his friend. He's like, with the ladies, you always suck, never chew. <laughs> 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 so he's like, obviously get breath mints instead of gum. And I agree with that 100%. I think gum is just unattractive for men and women. Um, I used to be a heavy gum chewer and I realized how awful it looked on me. And then I kind of noticed how awful it looked on everybody else. And the last day that I chewed gum was when it actually popped out one of my crowns uh, on a date. Because I was chewing gum on a date and that was in my less educated days of dating. So Smile oh. and don't forget to check your breath before approaching. And oh, this a little tip. yeah, uh, a little tip for uh, fresh breath to freshen your breath naturally. Yes, um, a lot of people they brush their teeth all the time and they use mouthwash all the time and they use breath mints all the time. But I don't know if you've ever heard of cryptic tonsils, but 
cryptic tonsils are tonsils that have big openings in them mm -hmm. um, where you can uh, start getting tonsil stones developing. Yep. All those things are, are so nasty. What they are is just um, pockets of bacteria that start to harden. Yep. And turn into little like balls and stones. And they're basically stuck in your throat all the time. Yep. And because they're bacteria, they smell just like crap. Yeah. And so... And so uh, it smells like you have crap breath all the time, if you, even if you're always brushing. But a, re a big reason why that happens to a lot of people is because using mouthwash dries out your throat. The alcohol dries out your throat, mm -hmm. and it causes you to actually proliferate more of those. So if you would like, if a tip for that is to um, drink vinegar, um, apple cider vinegar, like taking a shot with some water at night will actually help to kill that bacteria in your throat. And you'll actually wake up and they'll pop out if you have them. Uh, most of the time and if you don't have them or if they uh, don't if they aren't there already then you'll prevent them from coming back but um that and honey so mm -hmm. apple cider vinegar and a little bit of honey because honey is another antiviral antifungal yep and so if you drink that every night you'll stop getting those oh i love this yeah okay so these little throat nuggets let me tell you i've had a couple and i'm sure a lot of people have noticed it like if they cough really hard or they sneeze or something and this little hard nasty nugget flies out of their mouth I have experienced this and it is literally one of the grossest things and I did I googled because I was like what are the this little nugget like coming out of my face as a lady I'm disgusted by this and I found out that's what it was and I'm like that is so disgusting so you're right I actually do the apple cider vinegar um i gargle i don't yeah you know you don't have to, you don't have to drink it you can just gargle yeah with it. um so that's amazing thank you so much for sharing that yes i am so about oral hygiene i can't even tell you um but please guys please if i can just tell you one little nugget that will dramatically change your life please practice good oral hygiene at all times floss every day lengthen your life by seven years. I digress. Anyway, so the most obvious and often forgotten tip when talking to a woman, guys, pay attention to what she says. <laughs> That's, hard. That's hard to do when you're so nervous or you're like, or you're one of those guys like I used to be that's like, okay, what, what colors are we going to have at our wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pay attention to what she is saying. You don't have to memorize it, but please be an active listener. Pay attention to what she is saying, which is usually easier if you're not looking at her boobs. So <laughs> look in her eyes, focus on what she's saying, and also be mindful of your language. Because I have a potty mouth. The whole world knows this. You know, the F word is like my favorite word. But not all women are comfortable with swearing or vulgar yeah. language. So just mind your manners and, and be mindful of your language. Because you don't know her comfort level. So just keep it clean in your initial reactions. If she's on a, you guys are on a date and she drops the F bomb, clearly you know the F bomb is fair game. But... Um, for me, I don't really hit on girls that don't say the F word at least once in our conversation. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my kind of ladies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I really think that it's important for, you know, women to understand that they can and should approach men, too. Because I understand it, it's not easy for men 
to have all this pressure. And like I said, you know, a lot of women are still stuck in that mindset that if he's not in, you know, if he's interested, then he'll approach me. And I know guys that this is working against you because a lot of guys are like, Ooh, I don't know if I should approach her. So you have all these guys that are hesitant to approach and all these women who are expecting the approach. And then we have all these people just not talking to each other. Like it's not working well, you know, there's just a, a ton of missed opportunities on both sides. So, you know, I have the same advice for men as I do for women, talk to everyone, practice, be friendlier and remove the intention. And you know, guys, when a woman does approach you, be kind to her, even if you're not interested. And that goes back to removing the intention. Please be kind to women. Maybe you think that she's a two and you deserve an eight still talk Mm -hmm. to her and be kind. And speaking of this numbering system, can we just like not do that anymore guys? Cause I hear it all the time. You guys are rating women and it's disgusting. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah. So Um, just use, there is is something to say though about uh, women that approach you that that you're not interested in because you should always let somebody down gently. Mm -hmm. It's just common, common kindness and decency. Yeah, absolutely. Be kind. And you know, it doesn't hurt you to have a little bit of a conversation with another human doesn't mean you're going to get married, you know, and, and the art of being a good conversationalist, that's why all of this practice comes into play and talking to more people, just increasing the volume of interactions you have with other women and other men makes you a better conversationalist. You'll know how to shut down a woman gently and still be kind to her you know, without prolonging the conversation, you know, like I said, everyone could just benefit from being a little friendlier, a little nicer, you know? Because at the end of the day, if that, if you don't really like the girl, um, at the end of the day, she's going to remember, at least he was nice to me. And I didn't feel like complete, like a complete idiot. Exactly. Exactly. Cause you know, we're all kind of hurting a little bit, you know, we've all got things going on in our lives and, it's always hard to talk to a new person, but it can always have the potential of enriching your life, even just for your day. You know, some random girl comes up to you and maybe she's not a girl that you would be interested in, but isn't it nice that another human went out of their way to say hello to you? That's yeah. Like I can't tell you how many times I've, I've benefited or gained something from um, an interaction with somebody that I wasn't interested in, but they were liking me like that girl. I just said, yeah. like she gave me that, compliment i remembered it obviously yeah like it meant something to me because i felt good about myself that day and then she noticed it and so that kind of made me feel even better yeah and so, and so even though i didn't want her you know talk to talking to her because of her five kids or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> I, still, I still felt good about that so it's nice so i think we kind of covered it all but what else do you think is there anything else about p- approaching women or or talking to women that that we that you, that I, that we think is important to know out there so that we can make it a better dating world for everybody? Um, well, I think that just, I like to give advice that I need to follow. Mm-hmm. And so stuff that I need to work on. And what, what I need to work on is, like you said, um, having more conversations that don't have intention behind them. And um, basically, Learn, knowing that you can learn something from everybody, even if that even if that person's not for you in in the end. So, um, being nicer to people in general, I think, would be a, a really good thing to remember. 
And for me, um, like I said before, just making sure that even if someone's approaching you that you might not be interested in, you know, take the time to talk to them and be nice to them either way. Like that girl at this dispensary. Cause I still talked to her and I, I gained a lot of information about her and about like what she did after high school and all that. And it kind of gave me information about me and made me kind of put myself in a different perspective. Like, okay, this is what people from high school are doing. This is what I'm doing. Like, you know, that kind of, you know, what if this had been different because she was interested in me in high school and I almost did, you know, go after her, but I to stop myself because something inside me told me not to. And so I guess just that, uh, you know, learning that everybody has something to offer, even if it's just a quick tidbit about, you know, life and yeah. something that you would have never known before. I would have never known that people from my high school had five kids and I'm still 30 with no kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just thought of something too is, um, you know, obviously this podcast launched during the pandemic. Um, and so it's, it's really changed a lot, or at least altered a lot of the advice that I'm able to give to my clients, the men that I work with, the women that I work with, um, especially when it comes to dating. And I thought about this, you know, approaching women or, or men in public right now, everybody kind of has a different comfort level with the social distancing, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. And I, I would say that this is the time more than ever where it's super important to pay attention to body language. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously now people are out and about a little bit more. Um, I know things are different in different places, but you know, if a, if a woman is out in public, then obviously her comfort level is a little, you know, she's more comfortable being out you know, in a public space, public space, but still be mindful that she may not want somebody to come up and talk to her directly. So I would just really get good. And I think this is going to force everybody to really get good at body language and being able to read people from across the room, especially with half of our faces covered. Um, so that's something that I, I thought about. It's a good point. People before did a lot of assuming with people's faces. Mm -hmm. And now that you face you have to really read the body yeah and also a, a lot of assuming with space like people you know I think men and women both you know would approach people assuming that they could take up more space than what they were necessarily comfortable with you know a guy would walk up next to me and talk to me and now if somebody gets within six feet, I'm like, Ooh, you know, cause I'm in Florida and things are not getting any better really. But I'm just saying that everybody has a different comfort level. So just be mindful of that. And, and more now than ever, I would say, pay attention to body language, to facial cues. Um, if a woman approaches you, obviously, you know, communicate your level of comfort as far as this, you know, pandemic is concerned. Um, so one last thing that you mentioned, um, before Adam to me in our conversations is, um, a very common problem that a lot of men experience when they get nervous and that is sweaty palms. Oh yeah, man. That's so bad for me when I'm nervous, they immediately start to feel clammy and gross. And this is something that happens with guys a lot. Um, I think it happens with women too. I'm, I've never been a sweaty palm person, but um, I do notice this with men. And it's so funny because uh, 
poor guys, I just feel for you. I do. I, with all my heart, because that is so uncontrollable. And, you know, I've had guys touch me with sweaty palms and it's my immediate reaction obviously is, Ooh, that's gross. But then my secondary reaction is like, Oh man, I just feel so bad for this guy. Cause he's so nervous, you know? Um, well, I mean, in an interview, actually, um, the lady wanted to shake my hand after the interview and I'd been just sweaty palming the whole time. So I, well, I did it though. And immediately got that look of disgust, the wipe on the pants. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Yeah. So I actually have a little something for this. All right, guys, it's time for Just the Tip, a quick little in and out to help you improve your dating game. If you're like my buddy Adam and get super sweaty palms when you're nervous, I have just the thing. This is something I use when I'm pole dancing. You heard it right, I pole dance. Sexy, I know. This magical product is called Dry Hands and it keeps your hands from clamming up and keeps me snug to the pole. It's the perfect non-sticky gripping solution for hot, humid, or rainy conditions. I live by it and you will thank me for it. Check it out on Amazon. I'll leave the link in the episode description. You're welcome, boo. I almost forgot. I love transparency, so full disclosure, I do not receive any compensation for the products mentioned. Maybe someday that would be awesome. But for now, I only recommend products I actually use and absolutely love. And this episode is not sponsored by Target. I just love them and maybe someday they will since they take all my money. All right, okay. Adam. Well, I just I can't even thank you enough for being on my second episode of the Insider Podcast. Um, this has been so much fun. I hope that you learned some things that you can use in your life. I hope the guys out there listening uh, learned a few tricks of the trade and um, enjoyed hearing some female secrets. Adam, tell the people out there listening, how can we support you? How can we... Um, you know, support your endeavors. Where can we find you? Um, let us let us know where where can we find you, Adam? Where can we support you? Well, yeah, thank you again so much for having me on. Um, it's re really exciting to one be on a podcast, two <laughs> um, to be able to support you in your new endeavor. Because when when I saw the title of it, I honestly laughed out loud. Not because I'm mocking you or anything, but because it's so clever. Inside her, insider. But yeah, so thank you so much for having me on here. It was really great to get to talk about something I never talk about, which is women. You know, I don't talk about. That's another thing is that men don't talk about women and stuff like that enough. So thank you for having me. But um, if you guys are interested in more about um, my work and my um, my projects that I'm doing right now, you can always subscribe to me on YouTube at Be Still and Know with Adam. Um, you can always uh, follow me on Twitter. It's Be Still and Know, K-N-O-12. Um, and also Instagram as well, Be Still and Know with Adam. Um, I gave Lindsay a Google Doc that she can hopefully post somewhere that has all that information on it. But you could also visit my website at Be Still and Know with Adam.com. 
And that has all the information too. And I will definitely include all of those links in the description box of the episode for all of you guys. So you could definitely check out Adam and his YouTube channel, please. It is awesome. There's so much cool information on there that he dives into. And I just really love your different perspective on things, Adam. And I think that's why we've been friends for so long is just, we always like, have these dynamic conversations and, and kind of like go left field with it sometimes. So I just love it. And thank you so much again for, for doing this with me. Um, any last final thoughts or, or words of inspiration that you want to offer to the world? Well, I just think that the reason that we get along so well is because we're soulmates. And what I mean by soulmate is in many lifetimes and reincarnating, I'm sure that we've been friends before. Totally. Yeah. So uh, for the world, I'd like to say that, you know, the world is changing a lot right now and humanity is learning and growing at an immense rate. Um, information is very widely available now. And um, there's a lot of light coming into this society that's starting to clear out all the old baggage and garbage that we've been carrying as a collective uh, species for so many years. So just be gentle with yourself, I'd say. Um, don't try too hard to be perfect all at once. And if you're improving yourself, which a lot of people on this planet are doing right now um be patient with yourself because it takes time to really change pre-programs that you've been downloaded with for, since birth and one, one of those programs that i'm trying to deprogram is spending money on indulgent things and overindulging in things i enjoy okay so um i i have a natural probably because it runs in the family a natural addictive personality so even though it wasn't alcohol for me like it was for some of my family um, it was um, food and it was watching too much TV and it was being too lazy and it was not being productive. And so those kind of things and also spending money on movies and things that are just like enjoyment things. So if you're trying to improve yourself right now, be gentle because it takes time. And even though I stopped spending a lot of money on certain things, I'm still trying to stop spending money on other things. And it just takes a while because evolution takes your whole lifetime. So just be gentle with yourself is what I'd say. I love that so much. And I honestly, that's one of my affirmations is to be gentle with myself every day. So that is just so right on the money. I do think we are soulmates in some capacity. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Adam. I love you, boo. Um, we will uh, see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Right. Thanks. Congratulations, boo. You lasted the whole time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Insider Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it on your social media and make sure to tag me and my buddy Adam and let us know what you thought of the episode. And hey, if you have any burning questions, hit me up. I'll leave all the links in the description. I'm sure Adam would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Insider Podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. And hey, do me a solid and leave me a five-star rating and review on Google and Apple. For more, be sure to follow me on Instagram at TheLindsayServine. Tune in next month for another chance to go deep, deep insider. Ciao.